Hey everybody, welcome back to Wicked Good Show. I'm Brian. I'm Ben. And Ben, we are covering Rick and Morty. We're finally back. First time in 2020, which is uh, insane because it's, it's like halfway through 2020. Nothing interesting has happened while we've been gone. Yeah, basically, uh, you know, six months of, uh, of boring nothingness mm-hmm. since the last time we've uh, covered Rick and Morty here on the channel. Yeah, so thank God Rick and Morty came back, so we finally have something to talk about. Yeah, I mean, it's been it's just been such a such a a dearth of uh, interesting uh, topics. So yeah. very glad that we get this uh, very interesting episode to talk about. Oh, interesting is an understatement. What is the name of this episode? Uh, this is an episode called "Never Ricking Morty." So it's a classic. And what uh, does that mean? Situation where. <laughs> Yeah, so it's a classic situation where they put Rick and Morty in and they make some kind of pun based off of some like pop culture reference, which apparently this is a, a reference to the never-ending story. Uh, <laughs> definitely not as clear right from the jump as a lot of these other ones uh, tend to be. Hmm. Uh, but I don't think I ever would have guessed, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess it makes sense. Never-ending story is also very meta and mm-hmm. very like kind of story within a story kind of feel to it which this very much is so i guess it makes sense <laughs> what well, i think uh i texted you after i watched it today and i was just like well that was a lot yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh what did, what did i say exactly what a trip of an episode he said a trip yeah. on the train <laughs> yep i was uh <laughs> Going for the the puns that uh, Rick was also going for it in this episode, you yeah, know. Yeah, you were on fuego, <laughs> as Morty would have said. Yeah, I was, I'm on I'm on fuego for sure. So yeah. Yeah, I was, mean, what was your immediate reaction? I guess to my immediate reaction was I need under- to watch this again before we record. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've only watched the episode once, so maybe that puts me at a disadvantage. But I, I read some stuff about it. I. Uh, Mm. Uh, I read some other people's takes to make sure that my opinion was fully tainted. Right. right. Um, but yeah, you know, actually, I'm pretty. I'm I'm pretty headstrong with my opinion. Okay, general, good, so good. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> convinced. I know what this episode was about, so hopefully, you'll be able to to help me out and anyone else in the audience who's like me. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, I will say but... I enjoyed the episode. I thought it was really funny. It was just like there's a lot going on. Yeah, no, I think the the plot for sure was uh, very much a lot. Uh, it definitely moved around a lot, um, and uh, but I think it's kind of a situation where it's similar to other recent episodes of the show, mm-hmm. where they're kind of doing a meta commentary on uh, just like Hollywood and like writing mm-hmm. and like storytelling and like the the mediums of uh, of like. Uh, just like being a writer and stuff like that. So like they've made meta commentaries before on like the um, uh, like the uh, heist genre, and mm. you know I think this is kind of a commentary on uh, a few things. So there's like the commentary on uh, like meta storytelling. Mm. There's the meta storytelling itself being a commentary on the writing process. There's the commentary on like anthology, uh, like story narrative formatting. 
there is like a lot of kind of jabs at certain writing tropes throughout the episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a reference to like the the Bechdel test and stuff like that. So yeah, I think that there's a there's a lot of meat to the episode, and I think it's mm-hmm. it's very um, it's almost like self-deprecating in a way, mm-hmm. uh, where they're kind of poking fun at like the writing style of Rick and Morty yes. in a way that they previously poked uh, fun at the like, writing style of heist movies, for instance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so after watching it for a second time, like I said, I think I kind of came to rest that like the episode was about the creative process of Rick and Morty yep. in the sense that, you know, it always feels like they're moving forward through the train which he, you know, with each episode, season, whatever, but in the end, they're always on a loop of a track, and they have so many episodes that they can't really do anything because they have a ton of ordered now that they can't really do anything so substantial to progress the plot. Like, there's that scene where they're like, Summer, I thought you were going to say 17 forever, and she was at mm-hmm. least for 16 years. You know, it's like you can't, and that's just the part of like cartoons in general. Like you can't really progress it because everything needs a status quo. Um, There was, you know, the the shot at the story circle, which is um, the process Stan Harmon uses to write his scripts, uh, which is fun. And that was the circle that uh, Rick broke out. Uh, And yeah, like you said, I, I thought it was just like. Just an episode about creating Rick and Morty and all the potential places they could go and, you know, the potential place where they wouldn't want to go, like the ending of this episode. Um, Yeah, for sure. And I think there's also, uh, like, a commentary on, like, the fan reaction and fan service mm -hmm. with especially the, like, final scene uh, (laughs) where, like, it ended in them, like, praying to Jesus. But that that scene leading up to that was very much like a commentary on like this is what the the fans want us to do and this is like the end game that uh like everyone's expecting us to go to right and like kind of being like feeling like you're trapped in that uh trapped in that uh like loop of heading to that uh end game the same way that like rick and morty were trapped on the wall yeah so i guess now that we've covered kind of the the 500 foot view of the episode do we want to try to go blow by blow for the plot or is it just pointless considering (laughs) (laughs) i mean so there's there's basically like three levels to the story so there's the train which is like the majority of what we see Mm -hmm. and then there's outside of the train which is where the narrative structure is breaking uh and they're uh like sent into uh different timelines and realities that are fabricated but then we also then find out that on top of that layer, the train itself is basically fabricated and it's just a uh, like a toy that Morty had bought. And there's like a <laughs> kind of like a uh, some cheap commentary about like capitalism. So yeah, they definitely added. <laughs> where, where, where do you want to start? <laughs> <laughs> At the very last minute. Yeah. They even have a thing about the virus. Yeah. Um, God, I guess we can kind of just, so like it's set up as if, you know, Rick and Morty aren't in the episode at first, and then Uh it turns out that they are, you know, um, 
I thought it was. I thought I really liked the line where he's where Morty's like, "Well, shouldn't you recognize me? You made the disguise." And he's like, mm-hmm. "I'm the best." Like, of course, it worked. You know, and I wouldn't right. recognize the disguise. I thought that was very fun and funny. But uh, God, where to even start with this? I guess. Huh. I mean, okay, let's let's. Uh, I, I think where the episode really kicks off because, like, th- there's the setup and the like anthology scenes hmm. where we see the Rick disguise come in, talk to the guy at the bar, and he gives his little anthology story. Hmm. Uh, and then we see the Morty disguise come in, walk in, and get like a couple of anthology uh, stories with like the. Uh, uh, like Christmas story, and then also the the story of like Rick uh, dating the like ice woman. Mm-hmm. Um, so, do you want to you want to talk about those uh, any of those scenes before we jump into like the the meat of the actual like plot of the episode? Any of those kind of um, uh, any part of those three yeah, scenes really I liked, stand out? I liked uh, the line where he's like, uh, "I don't know who Rick is," and also I like reject your notion that everyone on this train is going to kill one person <laughs> <laughs> which is a good setup for the audience because uh that is like before we find out that the character who's saying that is actually rick mm-hmm. uh like that is like a notion that is reasonable to the audience yeah. that there was be an, ent- an entire train full of people going to kill rick oh no doubt <laughs> <laughs> I was Sorry. I was fully like okay this is this is the episode it's going to be an anthology episode. Yep. Uh but no we went we went over that. I did notice that uh one of Rick's ex-girlfriends was Yoda uh on the second viewing which is <laughs> fun. <laughs> okay, I I must have missed that. I maybe I just kind of like glossed over it. It didn't really seem uh like particularly notable to me. It might it might have been Yiddle. The, the female Yoda from the prequels. Mm-hmm. Who's to say? But uh, I thought that was fun. Uh, Rick, I think you know, Rick, is, Rick, is Rick, Rick uh, can, is canonically pansexual, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. We need, we need to yeah. ask uh, the creators online, Justin Orland, at him. Ask. Yeah. Um, I also liked that uh, Rick f- figured out it was Morty because Morty was playing with his disguise's boobs. Mm-hmm. That was fun. Pretty on brand. <laughs> Pretty on brand. I like going back to the meta commentary of Rick and Morty. I enjoyed the scene when she's the ice queen or whatever is re- uh, telling her story, and mm-hmm. there's just that other character like I'm the embodiment of space mm-hmm. <laughs> or like time or whatever he says is like yeah that's pretty like <laughs> if someone were to make fun of Rick and Morty that would be a you know jab they could throw yep. for sure just like a random character that's like completely off the wall like stupid sci-fi for yep. no reason right uh what about you anything stand out about these scenes for you um nothing in particular the the christmas room was very uh interesting like the idea that like there's an entire like collection of people who each have their own individual stories of Rick saving Christmas for them. Yeah, is uh, pretty ridiculous. <laughs> he just does what you know. He just does what he does. Rick loves Christmas apparently. 
Yeah, and that uh, and that anthology scene was also very good with the awkward. Uh, oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. it's kind of a family thing. <laughs> yeah, it's very crowded. There's a lot of people in there. <laughs> that was so great. You know how it is. Um, um, <laughs> have you seen the movie Snowpiercer? I have. That was also yeah. something that so, definitely seemed to be referenced uh, mm. during this episode a little uh, bit with the concept of a, a train going around in a circle yeah, and trying yeah. to like go outside to get to the front. Yeah, and all the themed um, like carts and whatnot. I really like Snowpiercer. I just want to give that a shout out to anyone yeah. listening. Great Snowpiercer, movie. Yeah, really good time. You won't be disappointed, in yeah. my opinion. I don't know. I think it's good. Well, yeah, it's not a perfect movie. I think that there are a couple of issues with it, but I think overall right. it's like an 8 out of 10 movie. Yeah, definitely. Um, what else about these scenes? Oh, yeah, so we're burying the lead. Um, Come gutters, your opinion. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's uh, certainly a new one. I think that... Never heard that know, before. That alone is, uh, like, on its own inspiring me to try and get a six-pack mm. just so I can go around calling it uh, Come gutters. <laughs> it's called discipline. <laughs> That's so great. I yeah. love to... And I, I like the... Go ahead. Oh, no, I was just saying, the, the whole, like, repetition of the yep. the people ripping their shirts off is just so yep. good. I was going to bring up the exact same thing in the callback at the very end, where the <laughs> the story lord also rips off a shirt, like, holy shit, and then Jesus also later. Yeah. It does, like, a complete zoom in on Jesus. It's, like, so <laughs> ridiculous. Um, yeah, no, it's uh, pretty uh, pretty fun, and just, like, Rick and Morty, it's just astonishment that every person that they're encountering is just fucking jacked. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Um, I guess so we want to talk about that. So the the they kill the ticket taker. Yep. Um, pretty brutal. Uh, yeah, and then we get yeah basically <laughs> bisect his body yep. through the window. <laughs> um, yeah, and then we get our first view into the outside world. Uh, what was it they they what uh, like uh, technical term were they using to describe the outside world? Uh, oh yeah. Oh gosh, was, was like it breaking. Cotton? Breaking well, there's the continuity, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. Regardless, it was uh, it was outside of like non-canon, maybe something called sure. it. Sure. Yeah. I know that one point when Morty goes out and dies, Rick's like, "Don't worry, everything out there is non-canon." Yep. And also another kind of rip at uh, the uh, the fans, like mm-hmm. you know, over analyzing. Uh, Rick and Morty and trying to determine what actually matters, etc. Yep. Similar to what, you know, assholes like us are doing. Yeah. I mean, it's a cottage industry on YouTube. <laughs> it is, yeah. Like, these are some I mean, of you our really, best you need a real high IQ to so. Yeah. <laughs> I think this so this show just speaks to a lot of people for a lot of different reasons. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's a I think it's a it's a great show for that reason because, you know, there are a lot of, uh, like, kind of meta-commentary aspects to it, but also it's just kind of a fun show to, like, if you just want to get high and watch mm-hmm. it and, like, just laugh your ass off. Yeah. Like, it, it's a very wide spectrum of, uh, of modes to, enter, uh, like, you know, modes of operation to yeah. get entertainment from. Absolutely. Speaking of getting high, so the, the ticket taker <laughs> gets bisected, and then his he goes to a, like, time-delineated alternate reality 
where yep. uh, he is forever spinning, floating, and spewing his blood all over the arcade. Yeah, and and there's like uh, an entire uh, like uh, subculture that uh, comes around him, which is like some combination of like conspiracy theory and like uh, like a shot at like the no fat movement or something. <laughs> I don't know if that was you know the intent, but <laughs> oh, I think it was. <laughs> we see this couple getting high on the couch together, and the guy is like. Uh, talks about how you know he's part of this uh, you know movement or group that uh, thinks that if he uh, sexually climaxes, then the universe will end. <laughs> and you know what? <laughs> if any of the no fat movement were faced with this dilemma, uh, they would also immediately cave like he did. I think. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not you know I'm not here to take shots at the no fat incels, but mm. definitely. Uh, <laughs> I definitely think there's uh Well lucky you know, for you, Ben, I am here for that. <laughs> I just uh <laughs> I don't wanna be uh, I, I guess I'm not going outside right now, so it's very right. unlikely for me to get like murdered by uh incels, but it's, it's not really it's not really what I want in my headstone. Right. You know, <laughs> if I'm gonna be picking fights with people who might kill me, I think I want it to be a little bit more exciting. Mm. <laughs> Clapped by the no fat movement, Dan. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I don't want that in my fucking obituary. Yeah. Oh, man. So, yeah, they, they start to make out, and the universe ends because Morty puts uh, puts him out of his misery after yeah. shooting him another, like, ten times before he actually kills him. Yeah. I mean, you know, his heart was in the right place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he just can't aim, apparently. I like the uh, idea of, like, Rick putting a, a fail into the suits um to progress the story along yeah no definitely and he he mentions that in their plan uh as like a a narrative device you know this is where our suits will fail um yeah and he basically explained the entire rest of the episode right there in that room um yeah (laughs) so morty has to tell stories they're awful so some of the worst (laughs) things ever what do you think of that in the The, bechdel test specifically uh, I like well. First of all, I liked that uh, in all of uh, Morty's stories, it was uh, the, there was the common thread of killer scorpions attacking. Oh, you mean <laughs> I don't know if that's some kind of. That's true. And that's what's more the... conflict than giant scorpions? You know what? Yeah, I can't think of one off the top of my head right now. So I think you got me on that. You got giant um, scorpions. Bam! You got a story. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's very definitely very interesting. Uh, uh, I, I'm not exactly sure what the the shot is in terms of uh, the the Bechdel test. If they're like taking a shot at themselves for not like passing the Bechdel test because mm-hmm. they have like both of the uh, like narratively focused main characters are men. If that's like the the like uh, self-aggrandizing or self-deprecating shot that they're trying to take there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. <laughs> Uh, Morty's uh, Bechdel uh, test passing story is very, definitely very interesting. Yes. Uh, I was like, since you were mailed to me by a female doctor, (laughs) that in the, uh, I'm the lady politician judge and you fucking did it. (laughs) 
Yep. Got a little uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg uh, cameo. Yep. Uh, thoughts and prayers, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, yeah. who was uh, in the hospital the other day. Yep. But uh, I've heard she's recovering, so that's good. Yeah, um, uh, Jesus is looking out for Yes, thank God. He is for all of us. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, they get... <laughs> <laughs> they finally encounter the what is it the story, uh, story lord right story lord yes thank you, um, and Rick has a great line where he's just like, oh I should have known it was you behind this and I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's um, what do you, what do you call him like uh, oh, man, some like uh. Something like some Frasier wannabe, something like that, would he say? Oh my god, I should have written that down. That was a great line. Yeah, yeah, it was like... <clears throat> oh god, I can't remember either. But yeah, it was basically like a mix between God and Frasier or something. Yeah, and there was also the the good line where uh, he talks about how uh, every destination needs a great journey, and Rick's <laughs> like, no, I actually, I teleport, so yeah. that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So a little bit more meta commentary here is he rings all the story out of Rick and Morty mm-hmm. to to break. What was it? The fifth wall? Yeah, the fifth wall. <laughs> uh, which is, I guess reference to the meta commentary that you know uh, Justin Royal and Dan Hardman kind of feel like pressed up against uh, the necessity to keep on grinding out. Uh, story after story for Rick and Morty, mm-hmm. and they're you know uh, they they kind of feel like they're you know pinned up against the wall in terms of their uh, storytelling capabilities. Mm-hmm. And uh, it ends with uh, them turning the tables on Story Lord uh, by taking a day a Deus Ex Machina of Jesus. A literal a literal Deus Ex Machina. Yeah. He's shirtless. He's hot. <laughs> It's very hot. Yeah, yeah so the, saves them. The idea being that the best way to like ruin a story is by injecting it with Christianity, I guess. <laughs> yeah, definitely uh, the best way to ruin it. I, I mean, Christianity or more specifically, just like a complete out of left field like cop out. Sure, that's true. Because as as Morty says, you know, some people are into that, and it feels like a cheap shot. <laughs> yeah, and then the the uh, kind of I guess backhanded response to that being that you know uh, Jesus came in and saved the day, uh, you know, and he looked hot and when he was doing it as well. Yeah, so. he did. He very Even if the the intent was that Jesus was saving the day by being a, a narrative uh, drain, that's still <laughs> a savior, right? Technically, right. he had the cummiest of gutters going on, and that's what really matters. You know? Oh yeah, no, I I can see I could see uh, I could see Story Lord filling those gutters. Yeah, <laughs> not much else to do once the story's over in there, you know. But yeah, yeah. so they win. The beach. Yeah, they win. Except they don't win. We find out it's all just a train that Morty bought Rick. Yep. It's <laughs> like a mental breakdown. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's uh, another situation where we uh. We kind of have a, a little bit of a, an ethical dilemma of mm. uh, playing with potentially uh, 
uh, you know, uh, artificially intelligent beings mm. as entertainment. Yeah, did you see the after credit scene? Which is like the commercial. The commercial, it? yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the entire the entire episode was basically a commercial, right? right, so, right. I, I want to buy one now. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, like that thing. He's like, are they alive? Yes, but not in a way that matters. They're right. Puppets of fate. They have no soul. <laughs> so messed up. Um, well, aren't, aren't we all? Right. <laughs> oh, man. And, uh, yeah, so it breaks and you know you just gotta keep buying you gotta keep you yep. gotta what, what did rick call like he looked um consumers right in his bloody mouth and said yes daddy more yep <laughs> like, oh my god daddy capitalism yeah so at the end of the day just buy don't think just keep buying you know at the end of the day capitalism is who has the the best cum gutters mm-hmm I saw Jeff Bezos has been getting in such good shape. He knows yeah, what's that's up. True. That's why he's the richest man in the world. In the yeah, history of the world. He's he's batting way uh, way above average too. Mm, yeah. So that is that is this episode of Rick and Morty. Ben, what final final thoughts on it? You know, final thoughts. Uh, writing is hard. Uh, yes, you know, Rick and Morty true. fans are insatiable mm-hmm. in terms of uh you know, uh, being, uh, you know, liking episodes or being content with, uh, the quality of the content that's put out mm-hmm. and the creators are aware of that. And they're, uh, you know, kind of giving us the middle finger in a little bit of a way here saying, you know, <laughs> this shit's fucking hard. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? We liked it. Thank you, daddy, Justin and, uh, Dan. Yeah. Well, we'll keep coming back for more. We'll keep buying more episodes. Yeah, we'll we'll keep buying even if uh, even if uh, some of the past episodes uh, have broken. Yes, exactly. Especially in this economy, we'll take what we can get. <laughs> well, yeah, we have nothing else than other than Rick and Morty. Oh man! All right, Ben, where can they find you online? Uh, you can find me on pretty much every platform at Ben Sharon. Uh, you know, maybe I'll uh, maybe if I get uh, enough followers on Instagram. I'll uh, I'll start getting ripped and I'll mm. post photos of me and my new cum gutters. Yeah, uh, you won't so. want to fight him. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, so I'll that's... be the final boss. <laughs> so that's great. Follow Ben on there. You can follow me on uh, Twitter at the Fake Bmar. That's B M A R R. You can follow me on, or rather, you can follow the channel on Twitter at WG Everything on Instagram at Wicked Everything on Twitch at Twitch.tv/slash Wicked Everything and on TikTok. At, uh, well, just search where you get everything. I'm not really sure how TikTok works with that, but just search where you get everything. You'll find us. Um, make sure you listen to Better Radio, another one of our podcasts. Make sure you listen to the Sunnydale Review, um, and make sure you rate on iTunes, subscribe to this channel so we can get to 100 subscribers to get that custom URL, and uh, subscribe to the main channel. And we will see you in the next one. Shout out Brian Wong. We did it. Classic. Yes. 2020. It's going to be our year. <laughs> Everything's yes, so It's good. certainly not many people's year. Right. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you in the next one.